America. My name is Amiel Se Frempong. I come to you live every Thursday about this time to do a politics show. Monday, I do a relationship show. Thursday, I do a politics show. When I'm not doing this, I spend a lot of my time reading this guy named Hegel and raising my kids and, uh, you know, holding my family together and all that stuff. And it's all going to come together, I think, a little bit in this show because one of the reasons I study Hegel is because he understands that there are moments in the realization of any kind of meaningful thing. Um, and if you try to take the moment in its isolation, you miss what you're dealing with. You miss the truth of the thing that you're dealing with. It's like trying to take um, uh, an oak tree in the, in the moment of its full flourishing and not understand that it grows from an uh, acorn and needs all these other things. Or trying to take children. You know, there are all these programs for the children, without for the children. Trying to take, isolate children as a moment and treat children as a moment without understanding that what children are, are one, developing for being an adult. And two, in, uh, in, in relationship with all of these other, in the substantive relationship with all these, other, all these other people, right? So if you just try to isolate children, do something good for children without taking, for example, families seriously. We can help children without even caring about families. That's ridiculous. That's absurd. What, oftentimes, the best way to help children is to help the family. Right? You know, if, you, if you're serious about helping children, you know, make sure the family's got the, the, you know, social and economic conditions and political conditions to actually thrive in a, sta a stable unit. And you know what magically happens? Not magically, but family can do its job and, and help the children, and then you can help functional children. It's a lot easier helping functional children than it is helping dysfunctional children or helping children from functional families than it is from helping dysfunctional uh, families. So what you have to understand is that um, in order to understand the individual, you have to understand all of the, the universals, all of the different groups that the individual participates in and understand the trajectory of that individual. But, so if we isolate, for example, children from adults and we just try to help the children, we don't understand what we're doing. We just don't, we don't understand. We don't understand that children are future adults. So to help the children, does that mean uh, accommodate them and, and pretend that they're valuable as children? Or does that mean to prepare the children for uh, adulthood, which often looks a different thing. It looks like different things. It's one thing to flatter the crap out of a, a child and, and say they're great for being a child and make them satisfied for being a child. And it's another thing to prepare them for adulthood, which often looks, depending on who you talk to, abusive. I will tell you that um, uh, my parenting uh, to the liberal mind will often look abusive because I'm serious about the trajectory. I'm serious about the trajectory. I'm, I, am, I have pre-adults. They're not adults yet, but I'm preparing them uh, to be adults, which means not indulging them to be children. And if you do indulge them to be children, you can't be surprised when they are, end up vain and kind of horrible know-it-alls because you've told them that being a child is enough. <laughs> like, it's your own fault. One thing I've noticed about parenting, because I watch, you know, I read about this, I think about this, I'm amazing my own kids, and I see other parents, is that really people are bad at it. And it's not just that they're bad at it in, in obvious ways. It's almost the case that children are pretty much reflections of their family more than anything else insofar as, especially families who have, for the most part, the material conditions that they would choose. Like, um, they have adequate material conditions but still screwed up children. It's because they have a blind spot in their parenting. And uh, you can even see, like, within a family the, where the blind spot comes up and uh, where they try to make adjustments or where the children learn from 
children don't learn necessarily directly from the parents. They learn from the screw-ups of their older siblings and, 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 and infelicities of the parents. So you see that children are more reflections of their families than they are actually what they are in themselves. And be very suspicious of parents who blame children, their own children for things um, without taking any sort of responsibility that you're the person who like, molded them in order to be the obnoxious person that they are. So, uh, you can't talk about individuals without understanding that they're particular, uh, without understanding their substantive relationships. And family is one of those substantive relationships that you, you really can't opt out at because one way that children know how to be, one way that individuals know how to be is delivered to them in, in terms of their content by their family, right? There aren't individuals, <laughs> by the time they can make meaningful actions, the lens through which they understand the meaning of their actions was given to them by, um, you know, other people. And, and often those other people were their, their families, unless you've just abandoned them to the market which is like just kind of put them in front of TV or you give them a phone and, and you expected the phone or some app to raise your child, in which case, well, your child is going to very much um, act like they've been abandoned to the market. <laughs> and they're going to have commercial values because that's what the, the, the market wants. So, um, and, and I wanted to bring this, make this a little bit more concrete by talking about, you know, two people who's in you know, the black media in mind right now, uh, Coco Goff, Coco Goff. A wonderful young woman won the U.S. Open this weekend. I did a whole show on her last time. So now she's being held up as like, if you work hard, you can beat Coco Golf too. That's not how it works. <laughs> you can't beat Coco Golf unless you have Coco Golf's parents. You can't be Venus and Cerulea Williams unless you have Richard Williams as your dad. Not just Richard Williams in your life, Richard Williams as your dad with that kind of authority because it's going to be countercultural. Um, and so what we need to do is actually think about how to strategize to make the kinds of families and support the kind of families that then go and, 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 and generate the quality of children. Not just tell children that if they work hard, they can be, you know, Venus Williams or Coco Golf because they can't, especially black girls. You're not going to, nope. It's like the way that happened, you're not Francis Tiafalo without uh, Tiafalo's uh, father. You're just not these people without their parents because the parents created the world through which they, 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 they thrive. The parents were the soil. You're telling, you're telling a seed that they can grow in a desert. And that's not the way it works. Instead, we should be making fertile ground and trying to think through how do we strengthen the conditions of making fertile ground. And I say this because um, Deion Sanders, you know, he's winning football games in, in, at the University of Colorado right now. Deion Sanders got in a little trouble last year when he said, like, look, when I look for quarterbacks, I look for people with intact families, good students, who's, who, who's uh, preferably if their dad was a coach, right? And when I look for defensive linemen, defensive players, especially defensive linemen, I want someone from a broken home, someone who's hungry, some, <laughs> someone whose mama couldn't barely make it on the plane to see there, someone who needs everything. Um, they're looking for someone who's barely human to, you know, see ball, get ball. And this is what Dion said when he's recruiting people. And Dion wins a lot of games, so he's got no reason to make things up. And, uh, and what was interesting to that was, it wasn't, wasn't that it's racist, although if you look on the offensive defensive side of the ball, there are a lot of white quarterbacks and a lot of black defensive ends, right? So um, what it means is there, there are kind of structural issues at play there. But what he says that's interesting is we have uses for broken people. 
And that's what I want um, you to understand. We have uses for broken individuals. Uh, and we can tell that they're broken by looking at their family. We have uses for broken people. And we can make money off their brokenness, which means we have now an incentive to keep a system that creates a certain amount of rever uh, reserve supply of broken people uh, for our defensive line. <laughs> we have incentives to also make people we care about, but we also have um, um, uh, uses for, you know, uh, people who are who've been made broken. So now we have an incentive to break them so that we have enough defensive linemen and uh, and so just kind of think about what that means. And because that actually is a pretty good um, critique of capitalism in general in that so far as there's certain sorts of broken that the, 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 the economic machine needs and it will continue to produce that certain sort of broken. And and the economic machine as conceived needs. So we, we need to reconceive the economic machine or, um, you know, break it down. Uh, or, yeah, because it, 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 it thrives off of breaking a certain amount. Now it'll say like, well, you know, some people naturally come out broken um, and we just use those, exploit those. But when that doesn't work out, they'll just break the people artificially or keep the systems that continue to usefully break people in a way that's, that's, that's useful. But what I also want to talk about is the way we talk about schools and individuals, but we don't talk about uh, schools and individual children, but we don't talk about strengthening families for schools. And that's what we need to do. If we're serious about actually helping kids, we need to strengthen um, families that then can support, that have both the material and the cultural background to, to support children. And that becomes a lot easier for the child, for the child. And uh, that's why that's, you know, one of the reasons why I do this show, uh, political solutions that kind of miss the mark or come close to the mark. But um, yeah, if you want to help children provide parents with the um, cultural and, and material support that they need to actually fulfill their job as parents. In time. And I said this as a guy who, like, like I said, I have three kids. I, in a few hours, I go coach my, my kid's soccer team. And, uh, you know, and, you know I'm, I'm, that's just it's part of the gig. It's part of the gig. And if you don't think it's part of the gig, if you think that uh, I'm just, you know, people have watched the show for a while, just know that every now and then I marvel at my mom's casual attitude with kicking my dad out. And it seemed like a good idea at the time because it was the 80s and we, you know, there's a lot of narratives that said that, uh, um, you know, kids don't need parents, um, especially kids don't need fathers. And well, that was wrong. And yeah, yeah, there's a great little documentary on uh, Coco Golf's, uh, you know, raising Coco Golf. And at the end, the his her dad says a lot of people say I'm pushy, but you know, <laughs> that's uh, so be it. <laughs> so you're gonna have to you're gonna be you're gonna be pilloried if you're actually doing your job as a parent, especially in a countercultural way. And good black parents are, are countercultural. I'm pilloried often on this show for what I say, because I, you know, I, I think there are a lot of bad parents out there. Because parenting's a skill, right? which means that most people do it badly. If it's a skill, that means most people do it badly. Um, and you need to actually study and think about how to, what it means to do it well. And, and, and I think a lot of people do it poorly. 
a lot of people do it poorly for different reasons. I do say that I am no more stronger convinced of my thesis than when I run into more people from the foster care system who grew up in the foster care system and now are either parents themselves or are just adults. And uh, man, they are playing for a tie in terms of life. Like their life prospects are just not great. It's just not setting yourself up to win. It's just not like, it's just not setting yourself up to win. Because at least bad parents, if they're your parents, and even if they're bad and they abandon you to the market, abandon you to some device, or abandon you to TV, they can at least pay for rehab <laughs> or um, an emergency, um, an emergency something when it goes wrong. But a lot of these kids coming out of foster care, they just have, they have nothing. They, they have nothing. Um, so, and, they're just, and their kids have nothing. So we're just playing for a tie all the way down. I, I see these kids coming out of foster care and they're just, they're, they're, they're like, they're, all of them, their grandkids, they're all screwed. They're all screwed until someone like marries into a, um, a, you know, a stable family. All right, so you can't abstract individuals from their family situation because families are substantive, substantive ties. Um, so if you want to understand the individual, you have to understand the individual within the context of their family. And if you want to help the individual, that often means helping the family that provides and is trusted with providing kind of an internal look at the world to the, the individual. Because remember, everybody else is talking to the individual from outside. Um, everybody else is talking to the individual from outside. It's a parent and the family that actually deals with the individual from the inside and, and forms their individuality from the inside. So if they have like, you know, kind of an upright and strong understanding of the world and how to deliver the truth and, and accommodate the child, then like the child will get in in a richer way. You can only do so much. And then now people often say like, what about LeBron? LeBron didn't have much of a, LeBron didn't have much of a, um, uh, an upbringing or much of a father or much parenting. Well, LeBron's situation is com uh, complicated. He pretty much got drafted when he was 13 years old to go to live with like a coach to, to, um, to raise him. And that is, and, and that was a big deal. Also, if LeBron had hit his growth spurt five years later when he was 19 as opposed to 12, then we wouldn't know who LeBron was. Or if he just, LeBron ended up 6'3 instead of 6'8, we wouldn't know who he was. Like, he is an anomaly. He is, he is an anomaly who hit his growth spurt early enough so that people actually, like, took seriously the task of, of, of remediation um, to his situation. But, so, don't throw LeBron at me as, like, someone who, who just, uh, who survived and who thrived uh, in spite of having a, a kind of horrible family life. I'm saying that like he was an anomaly because like of some of the freakish gifts he was given very early in his life so that it's noticeable to other people to care for him as if he were a um, as if he were theirs. Right. So if you want good children, don't abstract children, don't abstract the individual child. 
from the individual, from the family, know that individuals are made in and through their relationship with their substantive ties, which include their family. So like you can't just, you don't get a Coco Golf, you don't just study Coco Golf as a player on the court and say, emulate her. You, if you want to understand Coco Golf, you have to understand her relationships, especially her relationships with her family. Same with, um, you know, the Williams sisters or any like these so-called black excellence. <laughs> Right. Even um, Obama had to come with like a kind of uh, a fake relationship, had to kind of contrive and think through his relationship with his father. And, and that is already a pretty dicey thing because there's a reason why he wasn't a revolutionary because he didn't actually have, <laughs> he didn't actually have revolutionary content insofar as he was like, his life was built in reaction. His life was built in reaction. Right. So if we really want, if we want, if we want good, if we want black excellence, it's, it's, it's thinking about what creates black people and black families create black people. And we have to understand why black families are being destroyed. And I think it's part of a bigger plot because um, I don't know if America can handle black families. Like, I, I don't, I, I like, anyway. I think it's part of a bigger plot. Be very suspicious of people who tell you that families don't matter and that individuals can be um, that individuals can be uh, understood in the, in the abstract of their families, or that parenting doesn't matter. You just like as long as you you know feed them and close them, it's it's fine. But individuals, the concrete realization of individuality comes through their, um, you know, substantive relations. Once again, and I talked about the family as being one part of the substantive relation. So maybe I can um, be even more specific. You can't understand, if someone who tells you that they really like, they really like baseball, but can't really name one concrete thing like one concrete player in baseball or one team in baseball they like and can't like distinguish that team from another team that they don't like, that person doesn't really like baseball. They like baseball in the abstract. Or if someone can tell you that they really like baseball and can tell you the team they like, but they can't tell you the, how that team is distinguished from other teams and what makes that team special, then they don't really like, they don't really like, um, They, they don't really like the sport. You have to actually, to understand what you're doing, you need to understand uh, how the individual instance is a realization of this bigger thing, and the individual instance is actually distinct from other things that are in the same family of that bigger thing, <laughs> right? Uh, and, and how they're all kind of related together. Uh, I hope, I hope this was at all clear and important. If you take anything from this, just don't abstract moments of an idea from other moments of the idea. Just know that moments, including individual, individual moments, individual players, individual whatever, in order to understand them, you need to understand um, how they're tied and their trajectory, how they're tied to other moments and their trajectory going forward. Right? And if you don't understand that, if you just isolate a moment and you try to, I don't know, 
scientifically study that moment and scientifically study that individual putting coco graph on a under a microscope then um then you don't act you'll miss the truth you'll get you'll get some sort of fake truth you'll get some sort of fake truth that it, that it was actually a development that it was actually a development or and that you know students are like individuals are developments yeah moments exist in a context and can only be understood in that context yeah that's true that's that's moments exist and moments individuals uh not to, like when moments people think of like an event in time but actually even individuals they exist in context and can only be understood in that context and if you just try to reproduce an individual without understanding the context that produced that individual you like bad things happen um go ahead <laughs> yeah anyway um I, I, someone's capping on LeVar Ball in the back. Actually, I, I'm not mad at LeVar Ball. That guy took, um, yeah, an, an, an individual as an instance of a particular. An individual as, I'm looking at chat. I'm trying to do this whole thing at the same time. LeVar Ball took his three mediocre sons and turned them into three NBA players. Not with, like, like and I, I think that's impressive. I think that's very impressive. The LeVar, the LeVar Ball system and his ability to kind of craft it out of nowhere. And I don't really... Um, I'm not. I'm not really mad at it. I'm not really. He can go drive his Lambo, go wherever he want, because um, I'm not. I'm not mad at. I'm not mad at the system. All right. Thank you for your time. Um, don't abstract kids from this. Uh, don't abstract kids from their their families. If you want to do well by black children, think about black families. If you want to do well by black families, think about the economic conditions and social conditions that create good black families, and and what we can do. All right.